Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, January 27th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective, your favorite podcast. Today, we're talking about an issue that I've seen a lot in the news over the past couple of years. That is D.C. statehood. Should Washington, the District of Columbia, become the 51st state in this great union? As we've seen a lot in the news recently, there, uh, you know, a, a bill passed in the House just a little bit over a year ago. It was never heard in the Senate, but this bill said that D.C. should be a state. So what's going on right now? So the idea for D.C. statehood is not something that's you know new. It's been going on for a while. And obviously, you know, it started off by D.C. wanting to have to be able to govern themselves, have a mayor, have a city council. And then eventually they got um, electoral college votes so they can actually, you know, vote for president and elections. Um, and there are a lot of reasons why uh, D.C. should be a state and why D.C. statehood supporters think that they deserve their own state. And so basically, uh, D.C. is taxed by the federal government. They actually pay more in federal taxes than 21 other states in the U.S. And uh, per capita, they pay more in taxes than any other state in the U.S. Um, but, you know, they're not represented by Congress uh, and they don't have their own state. So it's pretty much taxation like without representation, just as we had uh, the U.S. Be having being taxed without represented uh, by Britain uh, before the Revolutionary War. Yeah. So one of the grievances in the Declaration of Independence was being taxed without the consent of the government and without representation of the governed. And that was, one of the most, that was one of the main causes for the American Revolution. Yeah, and, and D.C. residents say that they're taxed without being represented. They are drafted. You know, if there was a draft, they would be drafted into the military without being represented. Not only those things, but the federal government controls D.C. as, a, as its you know, uh, administrative district. What this means is the fed, you know, if, if the federal government wanted to, if Congress wanted to, they could pass a bill meaning saying that the, the D.C. could no longer have a mayor. They could pass a bill taking away D.C.'s electoral college votes. They have full control over everything that happens in D.C., and they gave some of that power to the mayor, but they could easily take that away. They have to pass a D.C. budget. They have to do all these different things relating to the administrative district that you know that other states don't have to do. Real states don't have to do. States have some sort of rights, but res and, and, and the citizens of those states also have rights because they live in the states. But residents of D.C. have have fewer rights than residents of other states. Right. The federal government actually controls pretty much all the D.C. affairs. They can choose uh, whether to abolish the mayor or other leadership positions like city council. Um, and people are and the citizens of D.C. aren't able to vote uh, for these Congress positions. So basically, we have Congress controlling D.C. and people not even able to have a say in Congress. Right. They have their non non voting representative in the House of Representatives, but they don't get to vote and they have no representative in the Senate. So it's very unfair. So these are like this is D.C. has about 700,000 residents. That is more residents than two other states. However, these 700,000 residents have no members in Congress, none in the House and none in the Senate. Why should 
you know, 625,000 people in Vermont and 650,000 people in Wyoming get more representation than people in D.C. That's the main issue. And also, it's not like D.C. can't uh, sustain itself financially. Uh, even during the pandemic in 2020, they finished off the year with a surplus of two, five with a surplus of $526 million. So they're doing well. Uh, they could fully function as a state. They're fully functioning, you know, as a district right now, but they feel that they're, uh, they have the capability of being a state. They have the numbers um, and they have the money to do so. So uh, in terms of that, people, they really feel, so in terms of those aspects, you really can't say that they're too small or incapable of being a state. So in the past two years, there have been, there has been a bill on the floors of the house, on the floor of the house that was proposed by Elizabeth Norton, who is DC's representative, who's non-voting. She's a non-voting representative. So she has no real power to, to vote and make change on behalf of DC residents, but she can propose resolutions. And she introduced HR 51, which basically it says it's called 51 because DC is going to be the 51st state. And HR 51 was passed twice in the house once in June, 2020, and the second time in April, 2021. But both times it has been, the, the Senate has chosen not to hear it. Um, and, you know, the first time it was actually shut down by Trump because Trump was the, the president at the, at the time. But the second time the Republican Senate led by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell chose not to hear it. And that was about nine months ago. Right. Um, and the problem is that um, if it got, place if it got taken up by the senate it probably would not be uh passed considering that it would you would most likely need 60 votes to beat the filibuster right if there aren't 60 votes then the filibuster would happen and the republicans are very adamant about not letting this pass so they would definitely filibuster it until you know it dies out and in terms of getting the 60 votes they do not have 10 extra republicans to vote for they don't even have all the democrats it seems like senator joe manchin is not in favor of it right now right so in terms of the senate it's not looking like it would pass if it goes there that's why it hasn't gone into the senate uh yet um and so but, in terms of uh hr 51 passing it seems like you know some sort of big change needs to happen before it would pass making it even harder for if hr 51 was to be passed in Congress, the, a part of the Constitution would need to be amended. So the 23rd Amendment of the Constitution passed, I think, in the 70s, gave D.C. a couple electoral college votes so D.C. residents could vote for president. Now, the new plan for D.C. Um, would be, you know, the, a large percentage of the current D.C. would be a new state. And then there would be a little, fe a little federal district surrounding the White House, the Capitol, the National Mall, other important monuments. That would be the new plan. That means the 23rd Amendment gives this little federal district with very few residents a couple electoral college votes. That means the first family of the United States, the president, his family, who is the only residential family within this new federal district, will get three electoral college votes. That's huge for one family to have three electoral college votes. Well, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, you know, living outside the federal district equals one vote. It's super unfair. So that's why if H.R. 51 was to pass, they would also need to, to amend the 23rd Amendment or revoke the 23rd Amendment altogether. Right. And it's not just you know, a family, it's the presidential family, uh, which just gives the president just more power that we obviously don't want. Um, and so just in and of itself, 
in order for DC to become a state, 23rd Amendment would need to be changed in order for that federal district to not have the three electoral votes anymore and the three electoral votes to only go to the new DC state. Um, and so not only does HR 51 pass, now, but now they have to change the Constitution in uh, and, and the 23rd Amendment. Um, and so it's not easy, right? There's a lot of roadblocks that DC has to go through before it becomes a state. However, Many Democrats argue that if H.R. 51 was to be heard in the Senate and and there was enough support in the Senate to pass it, then it would not be hard to to remove the 23rd Amendment. If it was going to pass in the Senate at all, it wouldn't be, Democrats say, very hard at all to to amend the Constitution or evoke the 23rd Amendment. Um, So maybe that's a non-issue. Maybe we should only be talking about whether H.R. 51 could pass at all um, and, and not about the, the 23rd Amendment, if it really doesn't matter, it can be done easily. Yeah, a lot of Democrats are saying that people who say that, you know, uh, well, we can't do this because we'd have to change the 23rd Amendment and that's too hard, are just trying to stop this from happening and that it's really not that hard. Um, so it seems like um, so it seems like maybe it's not too hard to change the 23rd Amendment, but it is very hard to pass H.R. 51 because, right, the Democrats need all 50 of them to vote for uh vote for the bill, which they don't have exactly right now. But if they got that, then they would still have to deal with the filibuster. And the Republicans are very strongly opposing this because that would mean that if D.C. became a state, there would practically be two new Democratic senators and one new Democratic houseman. So because because D.C. is so Democratic, it would almost guarantee that the votes would go towards the Democrats. And this would give the Democrats a big advantage over the Republicans in Congress. So now the Democrats would have a Senate majority of 52 votes to the Republicans, what it would be 100, 102 total. So to the Republicans, uh, 50. 50. And that in the past has caused a lot of issues. The Dover, the of any Republicans say the, the creation of DC as a state is almost a power grab by Democrats because when, you know, if DC is created as a state, that gives them an edge up. For years and years and years, it allows the Democrats to pass their agenda for years and years and years, you know, because the Republicans can't fight back Um, when prior to the Civil War, when new states are being added to the union, they would be added as a pro-slavery and an anti-slavery state. So there would be one, you know, one one state that is on one side of this political spectrum, another state that's on another side of the political spectrum. So the the Senate seats would balance out. But here it's only one Democratic state being added. The, 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 de- the Democratic seats and the Republican seats are not going to balance out. There's going to be an imbalance of power. The Democrats are going to gain more power. Um, and this is, is going to cause a lot, of, a lot of political division in our country. The Civil War was partly caused as a power struggle between Democrats and Republicans um, when, when they couldn't decide who, who, should, who should add more states and how we should allot power. In this country's current state of rampant division, of Democrats and Republicans hating each other, a very little compromise, a power grab or increase in power for the Democrats that would make a big difference for years to come, would surely anger tons and tons of Republicans. The Republican Party would have a fit because they wouldn't be able to pass their agenda for for many years, many decades. Some say it could cause another civil war. Whether that may be true or not, it seems like we'd never find out in the sense that D.C., has a low chance of becoming a state right now. Obviously, something uh, big would have to happen before the Republicans get over this 
obviously awful situation for them where they now have two less people. Um, and whether the Democrats, um, and whether, and whether the Democrats are doing this as a power grab or not, uh, really isn't important. And it's, to me, it's really only about the people in DC, right? It's the fact that they deserve to have representative in Congress. It's not fair that they're paying taxes and that they have to go and fight in our wars when they have no representative in Congress, right? They can't, the, the Congress has control over them and, and their political system. It's a really bad situation for them where they deserve to have representation. Maybe one solution is, is making the federal district smaller like HR 51 is doing, but not making a new state with, with the current DC that is not in the federal district, the new federal district is just uh, having Maryland or an adjacent state absorb that part of DC that wouldn't be in the new federal district, having the, a state absorb it. So those people could vote for state representatives um, and the state would govern it. And then you wouldn't have any of these issues at all. Some say if Maryland was to absorb much of DC, it wouldn't work because Maryland has a different culture than DC. They're very culturally different. But I, to me, that doesn't make sense. We live in Texas. Austin has a very different culture than Dallas. Dallas is a very different culture than Houston, but they're all coexisting in the same state. The same could be true for, for much of District of Columbia, um, which could be absorbed into Maryland and DC versus Baltimore versus other cities in Maryland. Right. And this is actually something that was brought up before DC was given its electoral college votes. It, one of the ideas was to absorb DC um, into Maryland or Virginia. And this idea, well, this idea wasn't accepted then, but maybe it could be accepted now. Who knows? But, you know, it's obviously one solution to the fact that it's not fair that they don't have representation in Congress. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Young Perspective. You can find more of us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. We have a website, theyoungperspective.net. And you can find us on Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.